All right, another Monday, and you know what that means. It's time to hang with Monster. <laughs> we are up to episode 51, and I talked to Lindsay O'Connor, who is the vocalist of such bands as Eyes of Perdition, Coma Cluster Void, Cat Nation, and Natalia, as well as probably a few others that we don't know about yet. And I sit down and talk to her. I ask her how she started off as becoming a, a vocalist in such groups as she's in. Asked her where she got her interest in music, as that. Uh, what music she grew up listening to. And, you know, some more questions. We'll find that all out and more. So, let's get into it and... Crank those jams! Well, I'm sitting here with uh, Lindsay O'Connor of uh, many bands, but uh, <laughs> Eyes of uh, Perdition uh, mainly. <laughs> um, yeah, Lindsay. So, how did uh, how did you get into um, you know become a, vo- a vocalist? Or yeah, um, gosh, like my like years ago, like long, like eight, like twenty thousand years ago. Um, I. <laughs> you know, I grew up kind of in the hardcore scene and I was always listening to a lot of music growing up. And I was always like, when I was a kid, I was just loud and obnoxious and always screaming and stuff. So I think I had this like natural inclination to do vocals, but um, it wasn't until I got kind of more involved in the music scene when I was a teenager that I really was drawn to just kind of experimenting and, you know, having fun with vocals. Um, my first official band was when I was around 18. Um, okay. and I moved to San Diego and that's when I started doing vocals and just sort of, um, at the time, just doing what my version of death metal vocals, whatever that sounded like. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're in, uh, how, how many bands, <laughs> uh, right now? <laughs> Yeah, I'm in, um, well, I'm in Eyes of Perdition, and that's uh, located here in Las Vegas, uh, where, you know, we are a team of four, and uh, we've been playing together since 2019. Um, So we're still fairly new, but just, you know, we really, you know, we're slamming through, so to speak, (laughs) and getting shit done. Um, And then I'm also in a band called Coma Cluster Void, and... (laughs) we're kind of like this international super group of musicians that, uh, you know, it's primarily a recording project. So the chief songwriters are located in Germany. I'm here in the United States. Yeah. And then Mike DeSalvo, I don't know if you know of a band called Cryptopsy. Um, Mike DeSalvo was a vocalist in Cryptopsy. He's also in the band with me. Um, Then we have Austin Taylor, who's located in uh portland and then our drummer who michael who also plays in a band called through the eyes of the dead 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's on the East Coast. So I believe he's on the East Coast. So we're yeah. kind of like all over the place. Um, <laughs> yeah. How yeah, does that work out? <laughs> it's just swapping files back and forth. And, okay. Yeah. You know, just kind of getting acquainted with, um, you know, like just finding your own inspiration on on your own when you're working on the song, since we're not together in a room, but it, it works. I mean, for the yep. type of music it is, it's very... Um, kind of very complex progressive heady stuff so it's very yeah. heavy it's brutal yeah stuff. i gave it a i gave it a listen last night uh, just to uh um get acquainted to with, with it yeah it's um very like if you're i would say if you're a fan of like a band called bearing teeth or gore guts stuff like okay. that you'd probably dig coma cluster void um yeah. And then I also have a couple side projects. Um, I <laughs> did vocals on a, a, a album called, um, well, the project's called Cat Nation. And it's okay. myself and two of the Coma Cluster Void members, Sylvia and Jean. And it's uh-huh. kind of more uh, industrial, industrial doom is what I would call it. Okay. Um, so just very heavy and lumbering, um, but mm-hmm. with that kind of industrial uh, feel to it and yep. um i just started a new project uh it's a grindcore project with my friend lucas he's uh he has a solo project called mastro and it's a grindcore project called hail the invisibles oh. and we're putting out a album here pretty soon and it's just fun punk like it's kind of more like where i come from my background hardcore punk just okay. grindy stuff not a lot of thought at least yeah. for me to you know just like <laughs> doing stuff. I mean, a lot of thought went into the the songwriting process, but for me in terms of like vocal delivery, it's just very visceral, like, you know, um, super fun and, and stuff. So I, I'm really looking forward to sharing that with the world as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. You said, uh, are you, you based out of Vegas then? Yeah. In that mm-hmm. area. Okay. Yeah. So thank God for the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It especially because like Lucas is based in Argentina. So <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. he's That's uh, an expensive meeting uh, to go back and forth for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you grow up there then in the Vegas area or did you move there or? No, no. I, um, I, I tell people I grew up in, in California because I lived there for so long. Um, I was yeah. born in the Midwest, but I moved to California at a, a fairly young age. And then I spent a lot of years there. Okay. Um, and uh yeah so the san diego area for many many years i was in the san diego scene for a really long time and then i kind of moved around and lived in yeah. like la and the bay area and stuff like that oh okay yeah got to see it all <laughs> yeah and <laughs> at least in that area <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nice um yeah uh i also looked up uh it says you were a spoken word artist as well yeah so um I have like a, a little solo project. Uh, it's, it's kind of like electronica spoken word stuff. Um, oh. It's called Natalia. It's like this sort of, um, you know, I used to write a really long, I still write, but I, I yeah. was working on a book and um, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of put a lot of that writing that I did to music, but I wanted to incorporate some of the spoken word stuff too. So I put out an album of kind of like electronica spoken word stuff um and i've done a little bit of voice acting as well so i'm always just flapping my gams here (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah how how did you perform that then or 
Um, I haven't performed it live. I've actually thought about putting together some kind of live um, experience of that music because I think it would sound really great with real instruments yeah. and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. It's just, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it's been a little hard to yeah. find people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm hoping, hope, it's like, it's feel weird saying, but I hope the next year, you know, things will turn around and I can make <laughs> yeah. some moves there, you know? Yeah. It seems like we keep saying that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Each year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So what kind of, uh, you said uh, a voice uh, actress. What, what, what does that uh, entail you doing? Or... Um, yeah. So I, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the game Doom Eternal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was a part of the the voice choir, if you will. Okay. Um, and uh, the metal musicians who, so I, I don't know if you're familiar, like back, I think it was 2019. So Mick Gordon, the um, the maestro of the music for Doom Eternal and uh, the Doom sort of franchise, I guess, or the video game series, uh-huh. if you will. Okay. Um, he put out a call looking for metal musicians, more specifically metal vocalists, to participate in the doom eternal soundtrack so i auditioned and luckily i got selected which was great and i went down to austin texas during south by southwest and met up with you know a host of other great metal vocalists and we spent around eight hours screaming like crazy zombies and Mm -hmm. learning like a whole crazy language and oh wow yeah just it was really fun um and it was great because I grew up playing Doom, you know? Yeah. So it was crazy <laughs> to be a part of that that whole legacy, that whole game there. Uh-huh. Um, so it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did uh, your interest, uh, I guess, in music uh, start then? Has that been like from a young age or is it? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I was always really into music. I grew up listening to pretty much everything. I think like the radio was kind of my babysitter, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, was mm-hmm. always listening to different types of music, not just rock and grunge because I grew up in the 90s. So it was like just like pop music at the time and oldies and 80s music. And, just yep. you know, so it really kind of informed my perception of what music is which is just this whole breadth of different sounds and styles um and then I think the turning point for me when I really got interested in making music was probably when I was around I don't know like 11 10 11 um and I really got into like smashing pumpkins and like Soundgarden was huge that was a huge influence (laughs) on me Um, oh wow yeah Yeah, that's funny I I uh did an interview yesterday just yesterday and uh the person I talked to was uh, he's real um, guitarist and he had mentioned smashing pumpkins was a huge influence for him as well. <laughs> yeah. I think they're, I, 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 it's hard to say that they're underrated because I don't think that they're underrated as a band. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, Oh, weird. Do you hear that? <laughs> no. like back- oh, they had like some weird background noise, but um, it could oh. just be my, uh, my speakers had a little buzz there, but yeah, oh. no, I don't, I don't think they were underrated at the time, but like looking back, um, I think I was listening to melancholy and the infinite sadness the other day. Oh yes. And like, there are some amazing, uh, tracks on there that are really heavy. Uh-huh. Um, 
I think one of the songs was at XYC or uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like XYC or something like that. It's like super brutal and uh-huh. it's just like, you know, like alternative, but I'm like, this could easily be a metal song, you know? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like Smashing Pumpkins and Soundgarden uh, were really big influences on me musically as was Alice in Chains. Uh, I just love their dark dissonance. Yeah. Um, it was uh, really kind of inspirational for me and just kind of, going, wow, I can really express myself through music in a really authentic way. Um, And really kind of just sort of having this in my mind for when I was young, that like, you can do whatever you want musically. It doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, you don't have to fit into any kind of mold. So that's kind of the background where I come from. And I, I definitely feel I bring that to the projects that I'm in now. Whereas I know like these days, like, technology is such that you can like quantize and perfect everything in the studio and make everything sound great but like <laughs> auto tune really, and <laughs> yeah now but i like now i like just really appreciate the raw like the raw experience of music yeah. i want to uh-huh. hear the mistakes i want to hear like the cracked voice you know oh yeah uh-huh. um, you know i try not i don't put a lot of effects i don't do any effects or anything like that on my voice i just want it to sound you know, authentic. So uh, I think coming from that kind of that nineties background really uh, influences a lot of what I do now. Oh yeah. And even like some of the like eighties, nineties punk and hardcore stuff where it was like black flag, just like we didn't have enough money to record. So we did it Mm -hmm. all in one take. So it was just go and stop. Okay. Next song go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Black Flag too. Black Flag is a huge influence on me, especially the Rollins era, because I'm a huge Henry Rollins fan. Yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah. But I love um, just like everything that he did, everything that he brought during his era for me was super authentic too, and that it was really emotional and kind of depressing yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and like <laughs> that um, raw, raw sound. <laughs> that raw sound, yeah, painful. Like that My War uh, record, you know, like uh-huh. that's some pretty like dissonant songs on there, but I loved it because it was messy and yeah. it just really helped me to feel like I could I could do it too. I didn't have yeah, to be a yeah. virtuoso to be a musician, you know? <laughs> right, right. They didn't have the computers and auto-tune and all, everything we have now. So it was <laughs> do or die. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> Yeah. So you, you basically um, grew up listening to everything. When did uh, like you get into, I guess, like the punk and hardcore and then the, uh, the metal, was that all together kind of thing or is it gradually? Um, It was kind of, I think I started out, it was kind of like the, the lineage was grunge and then a hardcore. So it was black flag, dead Kennedys, all the, all the classics, you know, minor threat, Mm -hmm. SOA, um, TSOL, um, oh, yeah. Agnostic Front, like all that stuff <laughs> kind of at the same time. Oh, yeah. And a lot of like Riot, Riot Girl stuff too around that time too. So okay. um, Kathleen Hanna stuff, you know, I was just mm-hmm. really into all that. And Fugazi, I was really super into Fugazi, which is yeah. not super like hardcore, but, you know, post, post-hardcore, if you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of got into that first and I was super, but I was also super into like The Clash and okay. um, yeah. a lot of that that Brit stuff. So uh-huh. yeah. um, the turning point, however, for me, which I'm not even really embarrassed to talk about, like, I, I don't even give a shit. Like I love, yeah, no. so <laughs> it, it's I, all, it's all music. I mean, it just, it, I, I feel like different, you know, different genres and different stuff is like having different emotions, you know, 
mm-hmm. uh, the happy stuff could be for the pop, uh, the pop stuff. And, you know, the grunge stuff will be when you're depressed and yeah, and, <laughs> the metal well, like, stuff is when you're pissed off. And- <laughs> exactly. And feeling super tough, you know, um, but like I, I grew up in the era of new metal too, kind of in my late teens. So yep, it was, yep. um, you know, or the mid to late teens was new metal. So Slipknot, you uh-huh. know, Deftones. Oh yeah. Um, and corn corn limp biscuit <laughs> yeah i was a big corn fan like that yeah. first corn album is like to me super stellar like nothing uh, sounded like that at the time uh-huh. and um i yeah. know they, they get shit on a lot by these metal traditionalists but i don't care i love new metal oh, i mean I they were doing the, the the seven string guitars and yeah. you know they were coming up with stuff that was just like holy wow and again, that, it just goes back to that authenticity thing. It, you know, yeah, it was super right. authentic. Nobody sounded like them. They didn't sound like anybody else. They were just doing what they thought was creative and spoke to them as people, as musicians, which I really appreciate about new metal. Yeah. I don't necessarily listen to a lot of it now, but growing up, it did have a huge impact on, on me. Yeah. Um, I think and, the one thing I, oh, sorry, go ahead. And what kind of world would we have if everything sounded the same? Like it exactly. was like, Oh, here's another version of this. Here's another version. I mean, there's even still some bands that, you know, uh, I can't think of what it was recently. There was Greta, Greta band, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like some, uh, I don't know. They, they came out and everybody was like, oh, wow, this is another Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, so I don't know. But they have their own, you know, style to it. Just people want to you know uh you know say it sounds like something that was already i mean there's only so many so many keys so many sounds so many you know something so for someone to come out and and do something different that hasn't been done or you know it's it's their own style so you gotta like it (laughs) yeah i think it's i think i just really value anything that's authentic and unique and right you know i mean i you you know, I, I love all like the entire spectrum of heavy music. So yeah, maybe starting mm-hmm. on the new metal realm and then going all the way down to like Disgorge and beyond. Like I can, mm-hmm. I love all of it. So and I, but I think when you're like a well-rounded musician or even like a serious musician, you don't really listen to it like compartmentalized as a genre. You just right. listen to it for its uh, creativity and, 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 and how it inspires you. And so I have to scoff at people who laugh at things like new metal because i'm like you know you're you're completely cutting yourself off from an entire experience where you could really find something unique for yourself you know yeah it wasn't like one or two people only liked it like there was (laughs) there was huge crowds back then and like corn's now like on their i don't know what album so it and they keep selling out uh stadiums and stuff so they got to be doing something (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i have to say like i i think the first two corn albums were for for me personally the most impactful i didn't i kind of dropped off as a fan around the third and fourth but i think those first two albums were really brutal like very dark you know for sure yeah that first one especially wow yeah (laughs) and then they uh yeah i think they started to experiment more with their sound and stuff so I can't knock them for doing any of that. It, it's still, it's still around. People still love it. So yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So how about, um, let me see, what did I get here to? Um, yeah. So being in so many bands, uh, 
uh, what do you try uh, or do you do anything or try to do something different with each one that, you know, you bring to bring to the table with it? Or is it, you know, just you being just different versions of you then or? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think mm-hmm. each each project sort of brings out different I have to, I, I approach each project, I guess, fundamentally the same, which is to be honest with, like, for example, if I'm writing lyrics, to be honest with uh, what I'm saying and uh-huh. make, make sure what I'm doing is not contrived, like it's coming from a place of uh, this is where I'm at in my life, or this is what I really think I want to say, or how I really want to perform this instead of trying to fit into that mold. So for example, like with Eyes of Perdition, you know, we're like a slam band um Mm -hmm. and but i'm not trying to approach it like oh what would a what would a slam song sound like or like what would a slam vocal be i just try to adapt to the situation as authentically as i can um and then but i I also think each music each band i'm in is so fundamentally different that i have to be like present with the project and not okay, like, yeah. overthink it. So like Coma Cluster Boy is vastly different than mm-hmm. Eyes of Perdition and Eyes of Perdition <laughs> is vastly different than my Electronica stuff. So it, oh, in yeah. a way it's kind of good that they're so different because it's like, I can compare, I can like go, okay, this is like Electronica stuff and yeah. it's coming from a completely different part of my existence, you know, yeah. than than like the slam project, you know? Yeah. You have different, uh, different genres to work with and different ways to express yourself and different projects to, uh, have fun with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. How did, uh, so how, uh, let me see what I have here. Um, yeah. What was, uh, the first, uh, what was, I guess your first band then, uh, that you did did you first start singing uh, with a band, or were you, did you play like any instruments and then try singing? Or um, I start. I actually started playing guitar first. Like I took guitar lessons when I was pretty young. I'm like such a neophyte on guitar; it's not even worth mentioning, really. But like, yeah. <laughs> I play a little guitar. I know enough okay. to be dangerous, but not enough to like get on stage and do it. Um, yeah, but yeah. I uh, actually my first band was when I was 18. I was in a band called I Matador, and that was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And that was vocals, just strictly vocals. Um, and it, we were kind of like, we were death metal, like all purpose death metal, but we had so many different like things going on. Like our bass player was really into like uh, indie rock. So mm-hmm. we had this like sort of indie rock feel to it. And our drummer was really into like Sepultura. So we had this sort mm-hmm. of tribal um percussion underneath okay. everything that we did and then i was yeah. really into death metal and hardcore so there's that mm-hmm. um so we had a lot of different things going on there um yeah. but my my first real real band it was definitely just vocals all the way and then just kept going after that yeah <laughs> yeah how did did it uh then uh come come natural uh to you to to go to vocals then or yeah i think so i um it just I don't know, maybe I'm a ham and maybe that's just me, but it's just naturally like, I'm good. you know, I just gravitated towards it when I was young. And then when it was time to be in a band and I was like looking for it, that's the one thing I wanted to do that I felt most comfortable with. Like I, yeah, I I think that's where my confidence lies. And, And even with, you know, 
playing a little, a few different instruments and, and understanding music and stuff like that, you know, I will, I, I consider myself to be a vocalist and that's where I, that's my lane, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So you've been, uh, been, I guess, uh, doing vocals for a band since you were 18, you said? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So do you still get, uh, like the jitters or anxiety or something, uh, pr- before you perform or, um, is it, is it just like a, a second nature kind of, this is my job. This is what I do. This is. Yeah. I think right before there's always like that thing mm-hmm. when I'm sure mm-hmm. other musicians and people who perform live will understand this where right before you go on, even like the day of up until the moment you're on stage, it's all yeah. like nervous, like constantly yeah. drinking water, constantly peeing, like constantly okay. like twi- just like the nervous mm-hmm. energy. But when you get up there, it kind of just dissipates and you're doing your yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's, mo- it's probably just excitement more so than nervousness, but like the way your body processes it, it's just like, you're feel anxious, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the steps, you know, to, to make sure that you do the best job that you can and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and then the nerves just come out <laughs> yeah <laughs> nervous for having a good show and performing for everyone right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so uh what are some of your uh lyrics about then are, are they kind of uh different with each each band then or is it, um yeah is it- there yeah i think with eyes of perdition our first well, since we just put out our, our EP a few yep. weeks ago, um, those songs are really focused on like personal empowerment. They're okay. kind of more inwardly focused. Um, mm-hmm. That definitely is sort of uh, that was informed by like my hardcore background, like the PMA stuff, you know, just yep. like working on yourself, being yeah. you know responsible for your behavior, that kind of thing. So those are where the lyrics come from for that. With mm-hmm. Coma Cluster Void, um, the albums are very conceptual and thematic so and we collaborate on those lyrics um okay so we tend to write to a theme for that so they're not personal generally speaking um Mm -hmm. with hail the invisibles they're um they're definitely personal but they're a little bit more um fanciful if that makes sense like it's just i when when the album comes out and i put out the lyrics everybody will understand what i mean but they're just sort of like you know, they're personal, but it's like taking them to like the extreme and making everything very like pronounced and they're not, they're, you know, not so internally focused as much as it's about just being super aggressive with everything that I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it kind of depends on the project. They, they come from different places. Right. Right. And then, yeah. How do, uh, uh, how, how do you write then, uh, for being in like, uh, so many, uh, different, different bands and stuff do they usually uh, come up with the music first and, and then say okay this is what we have make make you like a demo and then have you sing to it or come up with lyrics or um do you have um any say into you know what what the music is like you know this needs to be longer this needs to be shorter this needs to be harder yeah, I think with Eyes of Perdition, it's a little bit more collaborative. The guys uh-huh. definitely are constantly writing. So even okay. when we're not practicing, they usually have a new song when I show up to practice. So yeah. um, at that stage, I'm usually like, okay, let me figure out some vocals and lyrics for this. But uh-huh. we because we're able to practice live, like yeah. in person, 
It's okay. definitely a lot more collaborative with Gumbel like- Cluster. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. They live near you then? or Yeah, we all live in the same city. So we're okay. able to practice in person. So okay. The, okay. the process is definitely a lot more collaborative. And um, with Coma Cluster Void, because we are dispersed, it is yep. very much like, okay, here's the music. Here's yeah. where, you know, I think vocals should go, but kind of do your own thing within that framework. Okay. It's, t- yeah. it's typically how it'll go. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, there's such different projects. It totally works for both, I think. They give you recommendations and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we can uh, listen to uh, one of those songs from Eyes of Perdition now that you sent me. Um, this one is uh, Dealing Death. Uh, you want to talk a little about, uh, about that one? Sure. Dealing Death is like our OSDM tribute song. <laughs> uh-huh. um, well, at least, it, you know, maybe not consciously, but it's a kind of old school death metal gone slam. Um, and uh, it's one of my favorite songs on the EP. It was one of the first ones that I wrote with the band. And yeah. I hope you all like it. <laughs> OK, well, I'll let everybody uh, rock out to that and uh, we'll come back and talk some more with Lindsay O'Connor.
Okay, we are back, and I'm talking with Lindsay O'Connor of Eyes Up Edition, and that was Dealing Death that you guys listened to. Hopefully, uh, blood isn't dripping from your ears. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lindsay, uh, let me see. How do you go um, about uh, deciding what bands to work with? Um, do, do you reach out to them or them to you, or is it like we heard about you and want to see if you want to be part of this, or...? Uh, yeah, I think um, with Eyes of Perdition, we kind of came together like at the same, well, the, the guys had played together in previous bands and I had just moved to Vegas. So I was okay. actually looking for a project and um, I met the guitar player first and then I came down to jam with them yep. kind of like to sort of audition, but we were just kind of forming anyway. So it worked <laughs> out. We all liked each other. It all worked great. And then and it, interestingly enough, Coma Cluster Void. So I was a huge fan of theirs before even joining the band. Um, yeah. And I was really familiar with their music. Their first album was amazing. Like I just was a big fan. And then I think what ended up happening is I put out a cover, like a vocal cover video in 2018. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guitar player, Gene, saw it somehow on the internet. Yeah. I think I think we were friends on Facebook and she saw it and was like, oh. do you want to join Coma Cluster Void? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yes, I do. Like it was, it was yeah. like that easy, but um, it's yeah. still like, like pinch me kind of thing. Cause I, I really, I, you know, I'm in the band, yeah. but I'm still a huge fan of the band, you know? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it's pretty crazy to me. Um, yeah. How much anxiety is that working with it? <laughs> working oh, with just, the band that you love? Like, oh, well, I don't want to mess this up. I like you guys too much. Oh, no. I mean, they're not. Luckily, they're not like that. We were just we're so uh, as a team, I think we're so we work so well together. And, um, you know, there's no like fear in it. It's just yeah. I, I respect them a lot. And I think we each respect each other's different talents, you know, uh -huh. Um. And then with my other projects with like Lucas from Mastro, um, I was a fan of his and I just reached out to him and I said, Hey, I'm a big fan of your music. And then it, we just started communicating and it kind of naturally came together and that we collaborated on one song for his project Mastro. And mm -hmm. then we just formed a friendship and then we just started collaborating on music and formed Hail the Invisibles. And, um, you know, everything was just super organic. I think it's just cool when you can connect with people from around the world and make yeah. really cool music, you know? Awesome. Yeah. So being a, uh, a female in, uh, I don't know, it's not really a male dominated, uh, scene or whatever, but have you had to deal with any kind of issues or problems with, with anybody, uh, from the crowds or, or, you know, some guys you have worked with it from the beginning or, um, not, I mean, I've been really just, I've been very fortunate that the people that I've worked with, there's never been an issue. Uh -huh. um, and it's probably because I can smell it from a mile away. And I would never like, <laughs> yeah. you know, involve myself with that. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes there's like, you know, weird sound guy stuff where they don't think I know what I'm doing or like, oh, okay. you know, like little things like that, where I've encountered just like it's like dude I know how to do sound check or like you know yeah. what I mean? like don't, yeah yeah don't mansplain the mic to me I understand okay, yeah. you know um but there's very few and far between circumstances and I think there's this perception because there's not a lot of female musicians in metal there's a, there is a, I mean 
There mm-hmm. are very, there are many, there may not yeah. be as many as there are male metal musicians, but there are still very many out there. Yeah. Um, more are coming out now, which I think is kind of cool just to hear, uh, because I haven't really heard it uh, a lot before, but now the, the women are screaming, <laughs> growling more than the dudes. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, I think the perception is that because there aren't as many as there are men in, in yeah. the metal scene um, no. doing stuff that yeah. it's somehow this wildly sexist landscape. And yeah, yeah, I will say in my experience, that's not been the case. I can't speak for everyone, but I will uh-huh. say I've been, I will say perhaps I have been very fortunate to have been respected and like mm-hmm. thought of as a musician and not just like a novelty. So right right, um i appreciate that like yeah that that's awesome yeah so especially nowadays i mean it's it's yeah (laughs) from Mm -hmm. even the me too stuff going on and it's like okay we're we're all just human (laughs) right yeah i I think the yeah I, i think the perception with the metal scene is like it's somehow this like uh siloed really i mean there's uh, there are exceptions there are people who've had very bad situations with people not just musicians but people behind the scenes crew or promoters or whatever um and so i can't um i don't want to like dismiss those experiences i can only say for myself i i've been very fortunate i've been surrounded by people who have respected me as a person and not just again like a novelty or some kind of like you know, whatever. So, right. um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's just been my experience. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, how do you decide, uh, how much time, uh, you, you spend with, uh, on each of the projects then, or, uh, you know, there's only, only one of you and you got to split yourself up in so many ways. <laughs> it's definitely hard. I mean, <laughs> Isaac Perdition definitely gets a lot more of my time because they're physically here and, and right, practice. Right. um, uh-huh. I, you know, I think it's, you know, it seems like when one project is done with one, uh, one album or one song, then the next one sort of naturally ready to pick up. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm constantly working on things, which is great, but they don't, they don't seem to conflict, which is nice too, because I have the time to focus on one and then move into the next. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, because some of it, you don't, physically need to be there you can just do it over you know getting mm-hmm. stuff sent to you or vice versa or whatever so yeah yeah you're able to manage it a little bit more yeah um besides doing vocals uh in your other vocal work is there a uh like a side thing you you're doing or a hobby or something that you're in into that you're uh, gonna want to give a try hmm give a try to um yeah i mean i i miss or you kind of full full with your time already to even have any (laughs) yeah i i do miss traveling a lot like Uh, obviously the world is what it is right now so it's not exactly practical (laughs) Um, but i used to used to love to travel like just with my spare time um i I mean i still do love it it's just not um and so (laughs) that like other other countries or uh, yeah or just wherever the wind takes me um (laughs) and yeah um but yeah no i i think music is pretty much my it's not even like a hobby it's my like passion Uh um and so sorry my dog is 
being kind of a jerk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so no, I, music is, is my passion. It's where I place my time. Um, you know, I prioritize it in my life and uh-huh. other things are important, but not yeah. as important. You know, it's one of those things where I'll always make time to make music. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So have you done um, many uh, tours or stuff with the other bands or has it been like, um, uh, local shows or, uh, um, I, sorry, I, I, have, I have been on tours. Um, I, yeah. I was a fill in vocalist on a couple of tours and then I did merch for a really long time, uh-huh. um, as a merch person. So that was a lot of my touring experience. Um, oh, there I, you go. You get to see it before you actually have to do yeah. it. Or? the grunt work see if it's something you really want to do or (laughs) yeah i mean touring's not glamorous it really sucks and i wish people wouldn't like lust after it as if it's like this like spinal tap thing it really sucks i mean (laughs) yeah i see the uh, the behind the footage of like uh some dvds of musicians and stuff and it's like they're they're in a uh you know a, a van sleeping on each other messing with each other eating out of uh, gas station <laughs> yeah, gas stations here and there trying to make it to the next show on time or or whatever so they can get you know the few bucks that they're <laughs> promised there <laughs> everybody smells and it's just you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the even that it's but i mean at the same time like i wouldn't trade it for anything like it's there's i don't know how to describe it it's like I think they all, they all say you got to really love it to do it. (laughs) Exactly. You really have to love it. Um, If it's something, you know, you just, you know, find glamorous, you you probably won't cut it. Yeah. And if you're someone who needs a lot of personal space, you'll never make it because you just (laughs) don't have it. You just will not have your, you will not have personal space, but um, I love it. It's, it's a hardship definitely, but I do love it. And um, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It is what it is. Like if you go, like I said, if you go into it with this, these starry eyed visions of what touring is, you're going to be very, very quickly disappointed in what it actually is about. It's just a lot of long stretches of, you know, nothing. And then like a little bit of action for a few hours in the evening and then lots of physical labor and then you do it again, you know, and yeah, it's, but I, at the same time, it is what it is. And I really like it and I really miss it. And yeah. I think tours are like slowly starting to come back, you know, very cautiously, which they should be cautious about bringing tours back. But yeah, um, well, I've even heard like some um, summer festivals that some bands are starting to drop off now because of the, I guess, the rise in uh, some cases in some states and such. Mm. You know, here in Chicago, it's it's uh, I guess we're going back to masks uh, again for oh, for. Right for uh yeah for for some of it so uh they have the a big uh riot fest riot festival uh that they have every year go on here mm-hmm. and uh some bands are starting to drop off of that already so i don't know I yeah don't know. we're back to masks here um yeah. which i mean we are such a tourist town i guess it makes sense that we would be back to masks um yeah I, you know, it's one of those things where I, not to get all into the pandemic and stuff, but oh yeah, 
I just, I feel like it's going to be this sort of long dragged out process where people just have to be comfortable with the idea that we're going to have to make concessions to our lifestyle for a little while. Yeah. And I think that's like the major thing, like people don't want, (laughs) you know, they're going to fight that as much as, as much as everyone, you know, the people who are, who need to be in charge, want to make everything safe for everyone to hopefully get past this finally there's going to be them people that push against it you know and feel like their rights are being taken away and and such and i it it i don't know it's a huge uh it's like a huge division uh between between everybody with with the people who had the vaccine the people that don't want to get the vaccine the people Mm -hmm. that wear the masks and don't want their kids to wear you know it's a, a huge huge thing right now and I hope <laughs> don't we, even get me started i just hope it. we get it all figured out <laughs> before yeah i think I, uh after having that whole year long off kind of uh, you know last year that everyone was just like as soon as the summer comes you know <laughs> i'm taking the mask off and it's gonna be fun again and hot back summer right but i think We're i, th- I kind of think we kind of jumped the gun a little too early and everybody wasn't to do uh they weren't ready to give two years up so Mm-hmm. yeah it is what it is i guess yeah i don't know man i i have i have thoughts yeah i just i think uh i i could see both sides of it so i i don't know like there's yeah. no there, nobody's right and nobody's wrong so it's one of them things <laughs> yeah it's just unfortunate that we're in the position where we are where i, I feel like we had a chance to really nip this shit in the bud a long yeah. time ago but yeah you know yeah every day every day they got new stories and you know doctors saying this and the cdc saying this and the the government saying this and you know i don't know yeah (laughs) i I blame i blame the people i blame the populace for their uh behavior i I just think we could have you know if everyone everyone cooperated last year in the spring and stay home and we didn't ask we could have just in the bud but you know yeah Here we well, are. even even this year i mean we've had like Lollapalooza happen in chicago and uh mm. and it's like okay because now the people around here who are having to send their kids back to school with masks are like well chicago was able to have Lollapalooza and nothing happened from that why does my kid need to wear a mask if he's going to you know I don't know. Yeah, but do we know nothing happened from that? Like, I don't. Yeah, like, right. I, I, how do we I think know? people just w- want nothing to happen from that, so they have a leg to stand on. <laughs> right, and it's also like, you know, like we had Psycho Vegas here last weekend. Okay. And I didn't go because I just whatever, but I was just kind of like watching people's stories and all this stuff, and no one was wearing masks, and there was like a yeah. sea of people, and I was like. Yeah. you know we're in a pandemic people like, <laughs> right. I, mean, I'll, I don't care i'll, I'll yeah. just share my yeah it, it never so stopped <laughs> you know yeah. no one came out and said okay it's clear now everybody's fine we just right. assume, assume we just that assumed. it was because we were, i think people are we got the numbers low enough and then it's like okay we're going the right direction well i yeah. think people just want that escape from the reality of it so they're just right. like well if i pretend like it's not happening it's not happening and it's like yeah i'm freaking tired of it too i want to go back (laughs) to normal life but it's still happening like we can't ignore it right you know did you have uh any tour plans uh while 
when when the pandemic started and and such yes had to, yeah <laughs> eyes of perdition we had a spring tour planned last year it was supposed to be uh at the believe end of april through may and that obviously got oh yeah quickly. that was yeah yeah cause, yeah because it kind of started right uh like saint patrick's day weekend yeah and that was of... a very weird i remember it was very doomsday like i felt yeah. I was like, oh my God, the world is ending. Like it was very severe. Like, I mean, it is, yeah. I mean, it is severe, but it right. just, the, the mood was very severe. And now it's, I feel yeah. augmented to be a little bit more, um, people are just tired of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A whole year, I guess would do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to take a year off of work and then go back, I mean, I wouldn't know if I would want to go back <laughs> after mm-hmm. after a year off. I mean, even a week off from work is like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, being expected to go back to the office uh, <laughs> after a year of working from home in your pajamas is a little, oh, yeah, you know, a little too free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's um, any f- future plans with it? any of the bands you're working with now, or is it? Um, still kind of holding off to see what's going on before any major plans are made or uh for eyes of perdition we are planning fingers crossed a spring tour for next year um, okay we will see how this goes yeah super yeah. optimistic for that we also have a really fun festival announcement coming up soon so oh nice be on the lookout for that um and then uh for the other projects for hail the invisibles we're putting out a full length here pretty soon coma cluster void we are working on new music um and it's really heavy and i'm very excited for that so that should be um well that's in the works and Mm -hmm. um i'm working on some stuff so just as as usual working working working. (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) gotta gotta get it Mm-hmm. gotta get it to get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well um yeah we're gonna uh wrap it up uh, a little bit um do you want to talk about uh this other track that i have uh for natty ice sure oh uh, uh, you want to give the story on that and then uh yeah um well the title's funny because it's everyone thinks it's about beer it's not it's not not about natural ice the song is not about natural ice but it's a funny (laughs) title and i'd like to just keep people in mystery about the actual uh topic or what i'm talking about but it's kind of more of our um it's one of my favorite songs i think it might be my favorite song on the ep um and it's uh really super hardcore it you know it's got that metal edge to it but it's kind of more in the hardcore vein yeah. Um, so anyone who's kind of into the hardcore style stuff will probably really dig the song. It's yeah, one yeah. of my it's favorites like, to perform. Uh, the the layered the layered growls and stuff going on there, and then some uh, some uh, pig pig growls. I guess I guess I call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, for anyone uh, wanting to check it out, uh, do you want want to leave your uh, your info, uh, where they can go to check, uh, check everything out from you. Sure. Yeah. Um, well for eyes of perdition, it's just, uh, Instagram at eyes of perdition, facebook.com slash eyes of perdition. I'm at, uh, Instagram slash, I don't know how to say, at Lindsay O box, L I N D S A Y O box. And then Facebook, same thing, Lindsay O box. And I try to keep my social stuff very 
small. I'm like not good at social media. I don't really like it, but I'm on Instagram and Facebook and that's where I post all the music stuff. And then of course you can find Coma Cluster Void everywhere. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Check it out up on Spotify is where I found it and I'm sure iTunes and all that. And uh, do do you have, uh, have you uh, did like music videos with uh, any of the, um, the bands or? Yeah, Eyes of Perdition, we just put out a video. We're working on a second one. Um, we are also on YouTube. I'm um, See, I'm so bad with social media. I'm like, oh yeah, we're on YouTube. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. Is up on YouTube as well. Yep, we're on YouTube. And um, and then, of course, our music is on all the usual suspects in terms of streaming. So iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, right. et cetera. Right, um, right. So yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh yeah, it. awesome. Okay, well, that was Lindsay O'Connor, and uh, we'll wrap it up with uh, this track for Natty Ice, and people can crank the jams on that and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. It was great. Yep, and I wish the best for you, and uh, hopefully by next summer, uh, the tours will be going for you, and uh, we'll see you out on the road. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks so much again. Uh, okay, thank you.
listening to a monster production. <laughs>